Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 233, and today we're going to take a look at what, what is called the McNamara-O'Hara Service Contract Act, also known as SCA. This one is not very long. It's just short and sweet. So just to get started on this puppy here, it says the McNamara-O'Hara Service Contract Act of 1965, So it goes back you know, several decades here, also known as SCA. It's codified as 41 USC 6701. Um, it says here this is a labor law, a U.S. labor law, that requires government to use its bargaining power to ensure fair wages for workers when it buys services from private contractors. The act requires general contractors and subcontractors performing services on prime contracts in excess of $2,500 to pay service employees in various classes no less than the wage rates and fringe benefits found prevailing in the locality as determined by the United States Department of Labor or the rates contained in a predecessor contractor's collective bargaining agreement. This is also known as the prevailing wage. The SCA applies to every contract entered into by the United States or the district, excuse me, district of Columbia, the principal purpose of which is to furnish services to the United States through the use of service employees. Just a little bit of a repeat here just to clarify this. The SCA requires contractors and subcontractors performing services on covered federal or district of Columbia contracts in excess of $2,500 to pay service employees in various classes no less than the monetary wage rates, and to furnish fringe benefits found prevailing in the locality or the rates, including prospective increases, contained in, in a predecessor contractor's collective bargaining agreement. Safety and health standards also apply to such contracts. So this might be very interesting to take a look at further in regards to contractors that do business with the United States federal government. I am reminded of a video that I saw Uh, with Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren, and she's actually really good. She's a bit of a nut in terms of like environmentalism and things like that. But when it comes to workers' rights and protecting workers and also calling out bad, shady government contracting companies and in regards to how they lease and fleece the federal government, she's really good at that. I think everybody has good and some not-so-good traits, But in regards to her good traits, she really calls out these people for the, the strange and basically unlawful, illegal, and immoral, and just crazy stuff that some of these government contracting companies do. There was one video I saw, and if I come across it, if I can find it, I'll let you guys know what it is. But there is a video uh, where Senator Elizabeth Warren, she's on a panel, of course, and they have a committee, and they're asking these government contractors uh, Questions like basically the, the CEOs of these companies. And so I guess one of the biggest problems is that there are so many of these people that work for these government contracting companies. Basically companies that our federal government hires to do a job. So basically some of the workers or the higher ups I should say the executives for these companies. It's just a revolving door where they go from working for their government contracting company to becoming a lobbyist, then they start working for the federal government, and then they start 
basically not doing proper business in regards to government contracting. That is a big problem because that is a conflict of interest. And what's really sad is that it takes someone as nutty as Senator Elizabeth Warren to catch this stuff, to call people out on it. Because you can't tell me other people were not aware of this shady stuff going on, but here's the thing, it's a revolving door of the same people having the same kind of power and making millions of dollars off of the American people. So not only are they making millions of dollars in the private sector, which I'm all for capitalism, but the way they're doing it is really wrong. And the reason why what they're doing is wrong, and if it's wrong, which it is, it's not capitalism, it's cronyism. It's wrong. It's completely wrong. It's not right what they're doing. So they're making a bunch of money in the private sector by basically um jipping the federal government, which in regards to the federal government, that is you and me the taxpayer. So here's the thing, not only are they jipping us in the private sector, but then these companies and these higher-up executives for these government contracting companies, they're jipping us in the private sector and the public sector. So in both sectors, private and public. That is basically what Senator Elizabeth Warren was trying to call these people out on. And what's interesting is that most of these government contracts, they are in regards to to providing, excuse me, goods and services for our military. So these companies and these people that want to get involved with the government, they are cheating our military personnel out of goods and services and they're stealing from the federal government. So, you know, th- this is very interesting to discuss this because this act, this Service Contract Act goes back to 1965. So obviously, there was an issue with something going on back then. And so they they had this act uh, you know come about and kind of set the standard of what's going to happen within a contract in regards to the federal government like when you do business with them and about employees and about wages. Where this gets me concerned is that yes you have this act, but we don't really have any laws about how to I don't want to say regulate because I don't like to overregulate anything but we don't really have any laws that how do I describe this well stop or hinder or curtail shadiness of lobbyists and people jumping from the private sector to the public sector because to me that's a conflict of interest because if you've been working for for a lobbyist firm for like 20 years or something or even 10 years you know if you used to work for a lobbying firm and all of a sudden you get appointed to a government position in the in the public sector i think that's a conflict of interest big time see because there's the thing we have seen time and time again where people have jumped from the private sector to the public sector than the public sector to the, to the private sector There have been just as many people jumping from the public sector so basically they used to work for the federal government and then they get offered a really cushy job in the private sector so they want more money and and they're willing to basically sell their soul to make a whole lot more money but pretend to be the victim in the private sector when really they're from the public sector So it's a revolving door of conflict of interest in regards to these service contracts in regards to companies 
that the federal government stupidly you know does business with so i mean what does it say about our federal government and the people that are in charge of agreeing to these contracts you know, you have to wonder who's paying who someone's making money off of this corruption and it's not you and it's not me this is what donald trump was talking about when he said he wants to drain the swamp in washington dc i wish more republicans thought like him i wish more republicans would would have the goal of draining the swamp because it gets so old whenever you have someone that's working for the government is in a pretty important position of power is probably appointed into a position or is hired into a position and then they jump from the public sector to the private sector and now they're on the side of big business and now they're trying to skirt the very law that they were trying to enforce when they worked for the federal government in a public sector position see that that's cronyism that's cronyism you know people that jump from the public sector to the private sector and vice versa they're not loyal to anyone except themselves and that is what bothers me Th- that is what concerns me with this because you know people that can how do how to describe this well basically people that sell their integrity have no integrity and that's why there is a revolving door of these people that just jump from the government to the private sector and then back and forth back and forth and no one calls them out on it and again it's really sad that pretty much one of the only people in Washington DC that has caught this and talked about it and called some people out on it is the crazy nutbag liberal senator Elizabeth Warren. And get this, she is completely correct on this. She's off on so many other things, like she's completely wrong on so many other things, but this she is precisely correct. Hands down, precisely correct. You would think Republicans would have figured this out and called these people out on it way sooner than Elizabeth Warren. See, this is why there's corruption on both sides. It's not just the Democrats, it's also the Republicans. And we saw that when President Trump was president, there were so many Republicans that were also elected to serve in their office and they turned against Donald Trump. It's like, you know, the, these elected officials, and I'll close with this. You know, these elected congressmen and women and senators, you know, that are Republicans, they complained they complained that there was not a republican in office and then what do you know we finally get a republican in office and then they turn on him i'm just like you've got to be kidding me you know some of these republicans that turn on trump they have no respect for the party they have no respect for their constituents and they have no respect for democracy or the american people You know these Republicans that that were and are against Donald Trump, especially when he was in office, they acted like they were the only ones that that should decide who's president. And I'm like, gee, dictatorship? Are we? I mean, come on. It's like it's like some of these elected officials that we have that are Republicans. It's like they don't want to do their job unless they get their way. 
Unless we, the American people, vote the way they want us to vote for a president or something. I'm like, you have got to be out of your mind. That really disappointed me. And it made the Republican Party look so bad. And here's the thing. Those Republicans are so stupid because some of them got voted out of office. Hmm, surprise, surprise. And then if some of them did happen to get reelected, which I was surprised Then they complain that now we have President Biden. Well, I'm like, you have no one to blame but yourself because you caused so much conflict against President Trump that you encourage voters to not vote for him. It's like, okay, when you are having a presidential runoff, I mean, it's important that that you stick to your party. But if all you're going to do is shame the shame and blame the very candidate that was running for our party, the Republican Party, some people might just believe what you stupidly say and vote Democrat even though they normally would not vote Democrat. But because you encourage them to hate Trump so much, like, well, I guess Trump is bad, maybe we should vote for Biden. Well, look at what's going on now. Look at the gas prices. Do you like paying that kind of money? Look at how much houses cost. Look how much a brand new vehicle costs. There's virtually no rebates on new cars right now. Because it's a seller's market. It's not a buyer's market right now. So, congratulations to all the stupid Republicans that are in office or that were in office and that spoke horribly about President Trump. You got your wish. He wasn't reelected and we got stupid Joe Biden. And mind you, Biden is not completely stupid of his own fault. You have to remember he's had two brain surgeries. Okay? He's had two brain aneurysms. So he's definitely mentally incompetent and he should not be serving in any type of leadership whatsoever. But here's the thing. You know, people stupidly vote for Biden, someone that's had two brain surgeries. This is why we are in the mess that we are in. And now we have Trump that's being indicted on who knows what charges. I don't even care to read about it. You have the liberal left and these stupid dingbat attorneys going after Trump yet again. It's like you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. And it's wasting millions of dollars of taxpayer dollars. Millions. You know, you know, if you are in favor of going after Trump and wasting our tax dollars, millions of it, let me ask you this. Would you rather our federal government and these stupid attorneys waste millions of our tax dollars going after Donald Trump or would you rather get more benefits and social security? Would you rather have more money in your pocket? or do you just want the federal government to spend more and more of your money on stupid frivolous court cases like what's going on with Donald Trump it's ridiculous i mean this is what we're talking about whenever we discuss waste and fraud i mean here's the thing our justice department is wasting its time on Donald Trump as opposed to going after murderers, rapists, like people that are bringing in drugs illegally into our country. 
This is a perfect example of the liberal left wasting our time, our tax dollars, our money on stupid court cases and then letting thousands of illegal immigrants into the country that are here unlawfully, illegally, not arresting them, not holding them accountable for the crimes that they actually did commit. And then the and then the liberal left is for releasing all these bad people into our society. And then they wonder why we have such a high crime rate in different areas of the United States that we did not have before. And then the liberal left is for defunding the police. Well, gee, how can we enforce federal or state law if we don't have law enforcement? Think about that. This is how dumb, stupid and incompetent some people are in our country right now. The liberal left and these people that hate Trump, they hate rich people. That's called greed. That's called coveting thy neighbor's goods. That is illegal, that is immoral, and it is unlawful. Gee, how many violations Um do these morons on the left have to commit before someone calls them out on it and holds them accountable for what they're doing that is completely and utterly wrong? It just makes no sense to me. So if you want more of your money poured down a rat hole, keep voting for Biden. Keep voting for all these stupid Democrats in Washington DC. Keep voting for bureaucracy. Keep voting for elitism. Keep voting for socialism. Keep voting for Marxism. Keep voting for communism. Keep voting for fascism. Which is what's interesting is that the liberal left shouts at conservatives and calls us fascist. It's like you got to be kidding me. Do you know? Do you actually know what a fascist is? I mean, they obviously don't. They obviously have never heard of of uh, of Hitler or Stalin. They obviously don't know the history of World War II, but then again, the liberal left is not really for teaching our children about the history of the United States, much less the world. You know, American students are some of the most ignorant, stupid, and competent students that there are on the face of this earth. It used to not be like that. But the more inclusive and the more liberal and progressive our country becomes, the dumber our kids get. And then get this, these kids are turning age 18, they're turning age uh age was it 22, 23, 24, 25. They are entering the workforce and they are some of the worst workers this country has ever seen. They're fat, lazy, uneducated, ignorant, aggressive slobs. But yet, they love TikTok, they love Facebook, they love Instagram, they love YouTube. And yet they all claim to be like, you know, these important activists or something, and they claim to care about social justice. Really. Really. 
I just have to go, wow, so what does a ignorant, pompous, arrogant, obese person that's 20-something years old, like 18 to 22, these fat slobs, what do they know about social justice? They have never had a real job. They don't understand our tax code. They don't actually work for a living. Excuse my language here. They just bitch for a living. They complain for a living. That is not a real job. But yet they all want to be somebody. They all want to be popular. And then a lot of them, they look to Hollywood as their mentor. Hollywood has been perverted for years. For years. Hollywood has not set the right example, I would say since at least the 1950s or 60s. Hollywood was a lot classier in the 30s and 40s where there's scandals for sure, but it wasn't like what is going on now. There used to be more Republicans in Hollywood. Now, if you are an actor or an actress and you are a Republican, you're not always considered hireable even though you have God-given talent, you want to work, you long to work. The liberals and the powers that be that manipulate and control Hollywood and Beverly Hills They ostracize good people all for the sake of so-called inclusiveness and political agendas. Well, you know what's interesting is that the way that Hollywood acts and the way that the liberal left acts violates the Service Contract Act of 1965. Because it directly I would say hinders someone else's wages and it violates a contract. What do you know? Hollywood and California constantly breaking federal law. They're not always breaking their state laws. Why? Because they wrote them so that so that what they're doing would not be illegal. <laughs> Much less ever imprison anyone. And guess what? Oh, by the way, they're for closing prisons. Maybe it's because they don't want to get themselves thrown in prison. They don't care to change the behavior to be a good moral person. No, they just want to change the laws so that they don't go to jail. Criminals are, you know, are not just the people that rob stores. There are so many th- so many thugs, excuse me, and crooks in Hollywood, in Beverly Hills, California in general. I mean, I feel sorry for any Republican that lives in California. I mean, they are fighting such a battle right now. Because they are fighting for the integrity of the state of California, which there isn't much left to it, but they're fighting for the integrity of California as a state and of the country. That is an uphill battle that I bet they thought they would never have to endure. You know, I've seen some videos of different people that interview the citizens of California. 
so many of them when they are liberal they're crazy like they're not just democrat there's like no moderate democrats left in the state of california if they're democrat they are crazy liberal nutbags and they do not understand the economy but yet they love money they do not understand jobs they do not understand the stock market they do not understand fossil fuels They do not understand the oil and gas industry whatsoever. It's bizarre. And it's disturbing. And yet, whenever there is a liberal democrat in California and they interview them, they just have this hatred. This absolute hatred for the United States and for Donald Trump. Oh, and for conservatives in general. Gee, is that being inclusive? is that respecting other people it's one thing to disagree with someone but these people have a deep rooted hatred like just hatred i've never seen this before like i disagree with democrats on everything pretty much but i don't hate them i don't hate any of them if anything i'm concerned they're losing their mind they're losing it. And the reason why they're losing their minds is because they don't believe in real justice. Social justice, quote unquote, is a scam and it's a crock. Social justice is just a buzzword that was invented in like the 1960s or 70s and all it is it's it's basically a buzzword that people like to throw around in order to give themselves permission to violate state or federal law and to not honor the laws of common decency meaning decency should be common it shouldn't be uncommon but this whole social justice movement it's a crock social justice would love nothing more than to rip up our constitution and set it on fire That's what it wants to do. It doesn't agree with our three branches of government. It hardly ever agrees with the Supreme Court unless they get it their way. Unless every single Supreme Court justice is a crazy liberal nutbag. Well, you know what? That's not justice when you pack the court. I mean, have they forgotten what FDR tried to do? He tried to pack the court, and that was way back in the day. See, Democrats have been a problem for a long time. especially the weird ones. I mean, if you really value justice, then you don't have to rename it social justice. And if you really value justice, you would never want to warp justice and go after innocent people and target them. But that is exactly what social justice and what critical race theory does. And what's interesting is that critical race theory and social justice violates the service contract act because social justice and critical race theory discriminates against workers so you know if you're one of these people that believes in social justice my suggestion to you is first of all give your life to Christ read the bible read the constitution of the united states and really think about what does it mean 
to value your citizenship within the United States. And you're probably thinking, what is she talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. If you don't have a clear understanding of how important your citizenship is within the United States, then you are not going to honor or value anybody else's citizenship that actually is a citizen of the United States. See, people that are for illegals just coming into our country with no consequences, they don't value the laws of the land. And if they don't value the laws of the land, then they don't value their citizenship like they don't think that being a citizen of the United States means anything. That's why they are okay with federal laws being violated. And if you are okay with federal laws being violated, you are part of the problem. You're part of the problem because you're not a lawful citizen. You may be a citizen, but you're not behaving or thinking lawfully. And that is a big problem. Because if you're not going to think or behave lawfully, then you are violating the rights of other people and in many ways. And is that being a good citizen? No, it's not. It's being very stupid and it's being very evil. I mean, look at it this way. Even the citizens of Russia honor their laws way better than we honor our own laws. And a whole lot of people can't stand Russia. And you might be thinking, well, that's because Putin's a thug. That could be part of it. And I said part, but not all of it. Most Russians are extremely loyal to their country, extremely. You know, the Russian people as flawed and wrong as their leader is, they are amazingly loyal to their country. They have loyalty like I have never seen before and as I've said in times past and other episodes I've worked with some Russians over the years and they were younger than me they were young people I was like you know what if Americans had the same kind of loyalty the same kind of love and endearment towards the United States as these Russians do towards Russia the United States would be completely unstoppable completely unstoppable. But because we have so many Americans that are not loyal to the very country that guards and protects them, this is why we have so much dysfunction in this country. So again, I pray that you give your life to Christ and that you understand that God gave us this country. This country didn't just happen out of nowhere. It didn't just fall out of the sky. People had to fight for it because they believed in something far better than what they were raised in. And what they were raised in, the original Americans, they were raised in Europe. In monarchies, in dictatorships, in slavery, they hated it, they didn't want it. That's why they founded the United States. They didn't want corruption. You know, I think a lot of people that don't understand the United States, they don't know or understand the founding of this country, but they also have never read about our founding fathers and what they went through. What a lot of people don't know or understand is that if we had lost the American Revolutionary War, if we had lost against Britain, 
all of our founding fathers would have been executed publicly. They would have been murdered by the crown. They would have been murdered by the British monarchy and publicly. And back then, the British monarchy they tortured people. So, if you were considered a traitor to the crown, if you were a man, you were dragged and quartered. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's very gruesome. So, when you're dragged and quartered, and as far as I know, they never did this to women. When they executed women, I'm pretty sure they just hanged them or decapitated them, which is still gruesome and horrible. But for men, um, if they were found to be guilty of being a traitor to the crown, what they would do is that they would tie a rope around each limb, so. each arm each leg and they would have each limb tied to a horse and then they would have that horse or mule whichever pull the limbs apart from the from away from the man's body so it would pull his limbs out of his sockets it was excruciatingly painful it was humiliating and gruesome then they would castrate him and hang him on a tree brutally and sometimes they would castrate him while he's being strangled being hanged to death that is what our founding fathers and anyone that fought in the revolutionary war that's what they risked they risked basically capital punishment from the british crown see but a lot of people especially younger people They don't understand our history and what the original Americans, the colonists, they were called the colonists, okay? Before we became America, we were colonists. And we had the original 13 colonies, okay? The colonists fought against Britain and they knew that if they lost, they would lose their lives. and then they would really be slaves and indentured servants to the crown so for all these crazy liberal students and universities i hope you're listening to this podcast and if you want me to come speak at your at your college just to heckle me go right ahead invite me i would love it i'd love to meet you you can heckle me all day and all night it's not going to stop me from standing up for what's right It's not going to stop me from speaking the truth about the United States and about our founding and about our country and about how good our country is. And I mention this because there's so many college kids these days. They are so aggressive and weird. They're disturbed. We didn't have students like that when I was in college and I'm not super old I'm 39 but I remember being in college like there was maybe only a couple of those kids in your class if that and it was rare And usually those weird kids were in psychology usually what the weird kids majored in were um let's see it was psychology sociology political science and philosophy They were weird And a lot of them were atheists because they thought because they had a brain, oh, I don't need God. So because I don't need God, I'm not going to believe in God, and therefore there is no God. 
You know, that just makes no sense. You know, it's kind of like these no-vaxxers. You know, if you think that you don't ever need a vaccine and then you wonder why you get really sick from diseases that there actually there actually is a vaccine, that shows your ignorance. Just because you believe that vaccines don't work, that doesn't mean that they don't work. Because they do work. So it's just like just because you believe something doesn't mean that it's true that your your belief does not supersede black and white yes and no factual evidence and also what you believe does not supersede our heavenly father and in case you don't know who our heavenly father is that's the god of abraham the god of isaac the god of jacob the god of joshua He is real and he loves you very much. So just FYI, that's just a you know, extra addition to this lovely episode because I do think it is important. You know, what's interesting is that when people know and believe that God exists, they're a whole lot nicer than these nuts on these college campuses. A whole lot nicer. Are Christians perfect? No, people are flawed. Regardless of what religion you believe in, people are flawed. But the thing is, Christianity is the only religion that first of all is true, and number 2 that actually encourages people to be kind and loving. And to strive for a better society. No other religion does that. Take a look at the Muslim religion. They call Christians infidels and they kill them brutally. They murder them over in the Middle East. Muslims are not these kind sweet people that you think they are. I've met some nice ones over the years, but when it comes down to it, their religion, their cult, their ideology which is false supersedes the laws of the land, at least in their mind, and they give themselves permission to kill other people just ruthlessly and brutally. and they're horrible to women and children. There are so many Muslim countries on the face of this earth that they have some of the highest rates of human rights violations. That's no accident. The problem is their religion, the problem is their thinking. And a lot of these Muslim countries where they are predominantly Muslim, they have a theocracy, meaning you cannot separate the the state religion from the people. But like there's no there's no clear distinction between religion, freedom, government and people. There's no there's no freedom. And you for sure don't have service contract acts over there. Muslim countries are notorious for slave labor. They're notorious for cheating workers out of their money. Notorious. And they you know these oil rich countries they are notorious for flying in people like slave labor from India and then holding them hostage there forbidding them to leave and then not paying them what they're owed and then they're stuck there they're stuck in a muslim country and they can't get back to their families that actually happened there was a story that broke about I think it was the last world cup i think it was held was it held in qatar i think one of those countries over there 
They used a lot of slave labor. They say it was contract work, but it really wasn't. They lured these people from other countries, specifically India. They lured these workers from other countries to go to their country to build the soccer arena or whatever. And then once they get there, they like confiscate their passports and their paperwork and then they are not allowed to leave the country. And so a lot of these Muslim countries, a lot of the Muslims don't work because they force others to work for them. That's nothing new on the face of this earth, but it's still pretty detestable. So we do still have modern slavery, but it's not in the United States. So for those that are crazy and saying that the United States has slavery, um I don't think you really know what slavery is. But if you want to fight it, go to one of those other countries and fight for those people that are stuck there. Help free them. Help help release them. Call out those governments over there in the Middle East that are committing all these human rights violations. You know, if you want to do some good, go right ahead, but here's the thing, the United States is not the problem. We are not the problem. We actually have the solution to most of the problems of the planet because we are the most free country on the face of this earth. And the reason why is because we have democracy and capitalism. But these crazy liberal nutbags, whether they are in college or not, they are so anti-capitalism. I'm like, "Oh, well, do you like having a cell phone?" Do you realize how much money Facebook and TikTok are making off of your account by using their platform? Like if you really despise and hate capitalism, then you wouldn't have any social media whatsoever. Because if you are against capitalism, then you wouldn't you would not want those countries to make money off of you. But they do. So please be aware of that and understand that You know, you can have differences of opinion. That's fine. But when you go crazy liberal nutbag, that's a whole different level. Because going crazy liberal pretty much violates any and all federal laws as well as state laws, unless of course you're like California or New York or New Jersey or some of these stupid liberal states that they just change their laws in their state so that way they can do whatever they want and skirt federal law if that's not cronyism if if that's not corruption i don't know what is i mean that that just strikes me as really odd that people would go along with that stuff because if you really want to fight corruption then you do not become a part of it But that's kind of what's been happening for a while and it's very sad, but we can always get better for sure. You know, we've just had Easter, we're still I think either today or tomorrow is the last day of extended Passover, so we're still celebrating our Lord and the Passover, so it's always good to look to above as opposed to looking below. But anyway, I will go ahead and and um uh, in this podcast, but as usual until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.
the small and fragile sphere Hang on every word, yet no one hears us speak So it's only left to ask It's changed to quite a task From the smallest depths, waves transform the earth Don't let this world go down 